Welcome to the Finance Cafe, the business podcast for women entrepreneurs that breaks through the money taboo and explores what's behind the numbers. Join your hosts, founders of the Finance Cafe, Shannon Peston and Shauna Frederick, every week as they dive into conversations about business and finance with women entrepreneurs and the experts that support them. With their combined experience in finance and accounting, Shannon and Shauna know financial management is more than numbers, but rather the combination of our lived experience, skills, attitudes and behaviors, and how these come together to shape the financial decisions we make along our entrepreneurial journeys. It's about uncovering the story of our businesses, being empowered by our decisions and unlocking our full potential as entrepreneurs. Here at Finance Cafe, we're changing the way we talk about finance and empowering women entrepreneurs to see their business in a new light. One story and one number at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Finance Cafe podcast. In Canada, November is Financial Literacy Month. It's a time when we'll be encouraged to invest in our own financial well-being. And for us at the Finance Cafe, financial empowerment is at the heart of our business. As women entrepreneurs ourselves, we know that for most of us, there's more to the bottom line than money, that our businesses provide a pathway to reaching our goals, meeting our responsibilities, and being able to take care of the people and things we care about most. Through our programming and conversations, we're here to help you connect to the full story of your business and what lives behind and beyond the numbers. Leading up to and through Financial Literacy Month, we'll be hosting new conversations to promote a better understanding of money and the role that it plays in our business. And helping us do that and to bring this special seven-week series to life is BDC. As Canada's development bank, BDC's purpose is to help entrepreneurs create a prosperous, inclusive, and green economy. They are here to help your business be more productive, more agile, more profitable, and more resilient. And they do that by lending, investing, advising, and connecting you to the resources you need to be successful. They know that women face particular barriers when trying to build and grow their businesses. And that is why they have been prioritizing women entrepreneurs and their entrepreneurial journey since 2015. BDC is proud to support our financial literacy series and bring you a better understanding of the story the numbers tell, what they mean for your business, and the type of financing needed to enable sustainable business growth. In this week's episode, I'm sitting down with Amy Sue, manager of the Entrepreneur Center at BDC. Amy has over 25 years of experience in working with small and medium-sized business owners, and today she leads a team of small business account managers at BDC. We're going to be discussing how to build a relationship with your banker. What's your banker really looking at when they're assessing your loan application? What to do if you get a no? And Amy's going to give us some tips to help us be more successful when it comes to accessing financial capital for our businesses. Today, I'm excited to sit down and dive into this conversation. As a former business banker myself, I know that the lending environment can be tricky and complex. So let's get into it. And Amy, I'm so excited to welcome you to the conversation. 
Amy, I am so thrilled to have you and for you to come share all of your learning. You are a business lender. You know this game so well. I'm so excited for you to share with our audience as we dive into getting inside the banker's mind. So thank you, first of all, for joining us at the Finance Cafe. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks for inviting me. It's so exciting. Well, we're thrilled to have you. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, Amy, and your role at BDC. So I've been a banker working with small business owners for over 25 years. I currently lead a small business team that sits across GTA North. And, you know, they're all passionate about understanding, getting to know business owners like yourselves. Amy, tell us a little bit, you know, I'm a former business banker as well. And I'm always, you know, I always love asking the question of other lenders to say, like, what is the role of a business banker for business owners? A business banker, it's actually vital to your success business operation. You know, when I think about a business banker, they're like an extension of your business. They're like a family. They need to get to know you and you got to have open and honest communications with them. One of the key ingredients of making you a successful owner of a small business is having that great connectivity with your business banker and making sure that you are transferring and sharing some of the information, your risk, your ideas with them. Yeah, I love that you just talked about this is it is a relationship. And I know a little bit later, I'm going to ask you to talk about, you know, how to make that relationship work. But I think as entrepreneurs, we're often very scared to go into a bank. I know that I've worked with many entrepreneurs who were scared of the lender, didn't know the dynamics. And a lot of that comes from not knowing like how to even start building a relationship with a banker. So why don't I ask you, what are some of your tips when it comes to building a relationship with your business banker? One of the first tips I'm going to share with you all is to make sure that you're prepared for your meeting. Get yourself knowledgeable and understand what is required when you meet with your banker. What should an entrepreneur be looking for when they're looking for a business banker to to be that advocate for their business? You want to look for a banker that understands you. You also want to look for a banker that will actually plead your advocate and also think about how they can extend and expand your relationship. You also want to take a look at what kind of service offering they have that is matching to your needs, right? Different organization and different bankers based on experience and the product that they have to share um, could vary. And you might want to make sure that you shop around, collect your information before you make that decision. I like that you just said shop around because we don't always have to go with the first banker that we meet, right? Sometimes there's just not a good personality fitter. We don't feel listened to, but we still need to go to the bank and talk about our business banking needs or our lending needs. So you mentioned a word advocate. So when you think about your lens as a banker, what do you want to see from entrepreneurs? Like how should entrepreneurs build a relationship with their banker so that you can become their advocate? What are some of the things that entrepreneurs can do? It's interesting how you ask, right? It's important for, uh, for us to prepare for the meeting. You as a business owner, before you schedule your meeting with your banker, have it ready. Make sure you have your business plan in place. You need to know your numbers. You need to be uh, ready to speak about your project your different revenue stream. Also think about your competitors, right? Who are you beating against and who are some of your suppliers' options that you want to talk about? Have an option to talk about your fallback. 
Think about the risk that you're going into and think about the risk the bank is going into with you. I think you just mentioned that word risk and it's such a it's such an important word because what we're asking bankers to do as entrepreneurs is to share in that risk. And I'm going to talk a little bit later with you about how bankers actually assess that risk. As a banker, how important is it to you that entrepreneurs, you know, share their success stories with you, that they stay in good communication with you. Like I think about being an advocate, you know, when you're writing up a business loan for an entrepreneur, you want to know as much as you can about the business. And I always used to encourage, you know, the entrepreneurs that I worked with when I was a banker, you know, share the bad news with me. Because if I don't know what's happening in the business, I can't help you. So, you know, that's another piece of that advocacy piece. What would you like to see from entrepreneurs about, I guess, their level of vulnerability around the business too, and sharing information with you, not just the numbers, not just the business plan, but helping you as the banker understand who they are and what's important to them. You're absolutely right, Shannon. You know, it's important to keep that transparency with your banker. If you are looking at um, buying a new equipment, you might want to think ahead and think about how long would it take for you to order the equipment? And what kind of time frame, what kind of cash flow crunch you'll be looking at? Have that honest and open communication with your banker and give them that timeline. The other thing is also uh, think about the banker's mindset. If they're looking at lending you that extra financing or if they want to minimize the risk, what comfort can you build around giving the bank that extra comfort in giving the further information about your background, your experiences, your knowledge about that particular equipment, the lifespan of the equipment that's actually important and vital to your communication? That's a really, really great point. Now, loans can obviously be really confusing because there's different types of loans. There's different ways that bankers assess loans. But let's talk about some of the myths that might circle around for entrepreneurs about lending. Do you see certain like myths that you have to overcome as the banker? Yes, we hear this all the time. I've, I work with women entrepreneurs day in and day out at BDC. That's all we're, we are specializes in helping women entrepreneurs to be successful. One of the myths that I hear often is I don't want to onboard. I don't want to take on more debt. You know, that is not a good thing. When you think about it, there's only a few ways to grow your business, right? You got to inject cash into the business to grow. You have to think about the opportunity costs, right? What can you do with this extra dollar? And to help you to branch out, to build your brand, to build your name. So don't be afraid to ask for money. Loan may not be a bad thing. I hear that very often at the finance cafe. That's one of the things that we look at too, is like the behaviors that we have around money. And I too, I'm like you, I hear a lot of women say that maybe debt is bad or they don't want to take on debt. You know, and I think there's some really good reasons why we often don't want to take on debt, but I always look at it as If that debt is helping you grow your revenues, and you said it yourself, you always need to have money to be injecting into your company. So that could come from your retained earnings, that could come from your profits at the end of the year that you get to reinvest inside your company. But ultimately, if you're really trying to grow and you need things like equipment, or you need to think about bigger space or improving your space, you often will need outside financial capital. So if that debt is helping you grow your business and grow your revenues, I always encourage entrepreneurs to think of it is that money making you money. Do you think that there are some other myths about it? Like, oh, I'm a startup, so I'll never get startup financing, because that's one that we tend to hear. And I'd love to hear your perspective on that as a myth that startups can't get money to start their business. 
That is certainly a myth, right? Startup can get business, Shannon. Now that you're mentioning it, I think it's the confidence level in us presenting um, and small business owner presenting themselves to the bankers. A lot of good, decent ideas, a lot of good ideas, innovative ideas that comes from startup. And 98% of uh, small businesses in Canada made up of Canada. Uh, so we're proud to say that BDC, we support all types of small business owners. It's important for you to have that idea ready and transfer that information in a business plan and share that information with your banker. So what kind of financial information? So we talk about the business plan and you kind of went on some things earlier, you know, talk about your value proposition, talk about your business idea, talk about the need that it's serving in your customers. But there are financial pieces to this business plan that entrepreneurs have to think about. So what kind of financial information do you want to be seeing? So whether I'm a startup business or maybe I'm a growing business, what kind of financial information has to be in that business plan? You should actually have a cash flow projection. You have to keep your eyes on the number. You have to think about how each week your cash is going to come in and how your money or your expenses is going to be outlay. So it's important for you to keep an eye to see if you're actually making a viable project or is this going to be a project that's going to take a little longer. That means you need some capital injection to help fund this project. But at the end of the tunnel, you're going to make a profit out of this idea. That's actually a financial statement would be great. If you can look at some resources that's available at bdc.ca, we have some free templates that you can download. The business plan is actually not just for your banker. It's actually a good tool and a piece of information that you need to have in front of you on a day-to-day basis to understand where your cash position sits. Well, we all know that cash is queen, and we certainly talk a lot about that at the Finance Cafe, because really, you could still have a profitable business. And without keeping an eye on that cash, you still risk, you could still very much be in a, in a bad position, maybe even as bad as bankruptcy, if you're not monitoring the cash, because cash is what keeps that operation afloat and us able to pay our short term and our long term obligations as well. So if I'm a startup business, it's harder, obviously, for me to have that financial information. So is it projected income statement? What are bankers looking for around that kind of financial information? So you mentioned cash flow, and obviously that would be projected as well. And you could work with your accountant, but what other financial statements are the bankers looking for as a startup? Well, looking at your business plan, that should include your opening balance sheet. You need to know when you start, where are you getting your cash coming from? You also need to take a look at, you know, your projection, like you said, Shannon, the projection is to see where your position will be um, at the end of the year or maybe midway through. You can also look at having an access to some overdraft or credit card. Actually, when you mention a credit card, it's actually a good tool to use to support small businesses, startups, because they give you usually 25 to 28 days of a payment term before you have to make a payment towards your credit cards. Yeah, absolutely. As long as we pay those off, so we're not paying off the interest because we've obviously credit cards come with a bit of a higher interest, but you're right. It's free credit. It's access to someone else's money for 21 or 28 days, whatever that term is at. Bankers operate in a world of risk, right? I mean, we're always assessing as bankers. I say we because I kind of wear both hats. I've been the banker. I've been the entrepreneur. But really, when it comes to banking, it's it's sort of negotiating that sweet spot of how much risk can the bank take on. So as entrepreneurs, it's really our jobs to show how you're mitigating that risk so that the banker wants to be a partner in that business. Help me understand and help our listeners understand 
what that mindset means and how can entrepreneurs position themselves and their businesses so that they are mitigating the risks that bankers really care about. And I guess really we call that the five C's, but why don't we start? Can I ask you what the five C's are? Shannon, that's a good question. What are the five C's of credits? The five C's of credits are your character to repay, your capacity to reinvest, your capital injection, your collateral that you can offer to the bank, and what kind of conditions you can have in place for your loan agreements. These are the five C five C's of credits. So when I think about character, so that really breaks down to like past payment history. So the bank wants to see what your credit history looks like and how you've used it in the past. Is it fair to say that that's kind of what we're looking for? Like the credit score is really important to, to the lenders. And maybe can you talk about credit score and why it is so important? You're absolutely right, Shannon. There is two service provider in Canada that can offer you a free credit reports review. One is Equifax Canada. One is TransUnion Canada. I would recommend before you go and talk to a banker, do a little bit of a homework and prepare yourself. Take a look at your credit reports. There could be some mishap or information that does not belong to you that gets added without your knowledge. So have a check. I personally had a one cent overdrawn on my entire credit card. And that's been lingering for over nine months without my knowledge. Oh, I got a bad rating. So by the time I found out it was a year later, um, I was lucky enough to get that fixed. But it was all up to me to take that ownership and to be proactive in reviewing your report to make sure the information is correct before it gets to the banker. And it was by one penny, one cent. Oh my gosh. So yeah, this is why it's really important for all of us to know our credit scores because there can be delinquencies sitting on there that we aren't aware of. And sometimes things just happen to sit there. No, no system is perfect. Credit scores as well. But what does that credit score tell a lender? That tells us your character. Uh, if you are a person that is responsible enough to manage your debt, and would you be making on-time payments? Should we be worried when you lend when we lend you that money? Would you have a good payment pattern that gives us the comfort that this loan will be fully repaid? And is it fair to say, too, that entrepreneurs can actually work on this? I mean, it's a credit score. It doesn't tell everything. A lot of it is just the numbers on paper. But I guess maybe this is where bankers also have to do a good job at talking you know, to their clients to understand characters. Well, there's got to be some subjective element in there as well so that we're not just dependent on the credit score because I would think a lot of entrepreneurs if you have something bad in your past that has happened it shouldn't totally prevent us from being able to move forward so how do we get around or what are some of the ways that entrepreneurs can really share other parts of themselves that might help the banker absolutely other than your character that we pay the other thing you can focus on working on is the viability of your project do you understand your industry if you are a woman entrepreneur looking to start up a tutoring business, do you have that background knowledge? Have you shown your banker that you've done a, a homework about your industry? Have you shown that you've enough branding and ideas to actually make this to a fruition? You want to make sure that these information and researchers' information are done upfront and that you will walk into a meeting and uh, be knowledgeable in sharing your ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you went deeper there for us too, because character does show like, here's my industry experience in this. This is what makes me a capable person to run this business. There's always that whole picture of ourselves that we need to be able to bring to the bank. So character being the first C, then you mentioned another C, which is collateral. Can you tell me a little bit more about collateral? 
collateral is where you can, what type of security you can pledge and can give bank comfort around the risk that they have to go in with you. The equipment, the example that I just shared, equipment, if you're looking to buy any piece of equipment, what is the lifespan? What can this equipment help you to do? Share that information with the banker because that could be the collateral that the bank could take and gives them comfort to ensure that you have done your knowledge and what does this machine do for you and how it can bring you investments return. Yeah. And I think also when we think about collateral, it's also if we need to buy a piece of equipment, for example, and we need to finance that, the bank is going to try and match that collateral to the purpose of the loan. So they'll try and take the equipment itself as collateral. Or if you were looking at buying a commercial property, you would be securing the property against a mortgage. So collateral isn't always about personal guarantees. It can be about the hard assets, but personal guarantees that this is one, this is a piece of collateral too, that can tend to trip a lot of entrepreneurs up. Like what really is a personal guarantee? A personal guarantee is a legal binding document that you sign to confirm that you will repay the loan in the events of the business being in a default. So that piece of document is important. And again, it gives the bank comfort that when we are investing in your business, you are also investing in your own business with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess fair to say too, that, you know, even when you have a company that is registered as an incorporated company, you can still expect to run across a personal guarantee when you're in a lending environment. I think that's another myth that entrepreneurs think if I incorporate my company, I might separate the liability, but at the end of the day, the banks are all going to be looking for that personal guarantee to give them that adequate comfort. So another one of the C's that you had mentioned capacity. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that C means and how that's kind of a risk mitigation strategy for both the entrepreneur and the bank? So the capacity is the viability of your project. You know, do you have the capacity to reimburse for your loan? If you don't have the personal capacity to invest into the project, then would your financial statements, you know, your financial forecast, would they be able to show that you are going to demonstrate the ability to repay the loan back? And what kind of time frame we'll be looking at? These are information that are critical to show you in your financial statements to show the bank and the banker what projects they're investing into jointly with you. So how does that get assessed? Like, are there ratios here? Like, what what does that mean to look at capacity? Is there something like, is there some measurement stick that entrepreneurs kind of think about? So at BDSU, we don't have a specific measurement, but we would like to make sure that you have some part of investments into the project along with our loan. Um, so there's no specific project. And this is the reason why I encourage everyone to shop around to different types of lender, because Every financial institution has different variations. So you might be able to find a project or a lender that is more suitable to your needs. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that shopping around is really important. Conditions is another one of the C's that you had mentioned. Can you tell us a little bit about the conditions that and how lenders look at that? So condition is actually quite critical. You know, what's interesting, a lot of small business owners do not really look at the loan agreements or the conditions they're being offered. For me, it's actually a very, very important piece of documents for flexibility that the lender is willing to offer you, the amortization that they can offer you versus a shorter to a longer. It makes a huge difference in how you manage your cash flow and how you manage your next purchase. And also think about the loan terms. Is it a demand loan? Is it a non-demand loan? Would there be a risk of 
the banker calling back the loan when you're in dire times when you needed it the most. So one thing I was proud to say uh, when um, during the pandemic COVID time, BDC has taken quite an initiative in sharing uh, and reaching out to all of the clients and offering them postponement, which means that you don't have to pay your principal for an extended period of time, principal payment for an extended period of time. We just want you to have that peace of mind and take care of the interest only. So that is a flexibility that, you know, certain organization could offer. And that could be a peace of mind that you can have and to secure your growth and your development plan. Yeah, I mean, really great point. I like that you just also touched on interest rates too, because right now, obviously, we're seeing interest rates rising right now, which is making the cost of borrowing money. It's it's more expensive to borrow money right now. So for entrepreneurs who might be looking at getting a loan right now, one of those conditions is, well, what's the interest rate? The higher the interest rate, obviously, the more expensive that payment is going to be as well. And that might not be available cash flow that the entrepreneurs have when we start thinking about interest rate. And then there's another C, which is capital. And capital, tell me a little bit more about capital. So capital is basically an injection into your business, right? A fuel that can pump into your business, that can bring your business to the next level. So a few things you want to think about, you know, capital injection could be money coming from your personal investment, your parents, your family and friends or investors, or from the bank. Think about how you can add the injection into your businesses to actually make your widget into fruition and also grow your uh, revenue size. So what is the bank really looking for when we think about capital? It's just that we have money as entrepreneurs that we're able to invest in the business or we're keeping profits inside the business. So we're trying to show that we have like skin in the game is really what that is going to be. Because otherwise, if we don't, then we're asking the bank to be the 100% funder, which some cases I know BDC has done on some deals, but really the bank wants to see that you have capital invested in the company and that you have equity in the company. Is that is that a fair statement? That's a very fair statement, Shannon. You know, the banker has to have confidence in you. I talk about sharing the risk and talk about you injecting money as a business owner into the business. That's actually quite critical. If you are making money, if the business is doing well, and if you are taking the money out, there's no skin in the game, it makes the bank feel a little bit unease. And that transparency is not there because at the end of the year, you will send the banker a financial statement to to basically show how you've performed for the year. And when the banker is seeing the money's been all gone out and transferred out to whatever other uses, that makes the bank uncomfortable when they're ready to lend to you for the second tranche of the, of the financing. Mm, really good point. So just really the importance of taking out and keeping in, I guess, is more more yeah. the important part of that, not taking everything out, which is probably a really important conversation also to be having with the accountant at the end of the year, too, because you just said the banks are going to want to see at the end of the year how that business performed. And so, you know, if your accountant is trying to help you with your financial statements and looking at tax strategies, for example, really important that they don't help you take out all the money in dividends, uh, as an example, because you really want to be able to keep some of that money in the company. First impressions, we all know, go a long way, particularly in a financial situation. So what are some of the things that entrepreneurs can do to make a good impression with their bank, particularly if they don't have you know, I think about a lot of women entrepreneurs who are starting their businesses, they might not have an existing relationship with the bank. So how do you go in confidently feeling capable and really putting that that best foot forward? What what can they do to prepare? 
You know, I think historically we know that a woman entrepreneur does have a tendency or a reluctancy to borrow money. Um, they tend to be a little bit more conservative, a conservative when it uh, when it comes time to outreach. I would strongly encourage women entrepreneurs to build up their own ecosystem. So how does BDC, like, because BDC has a pretty interesting role in the financial, like as a developmental lender and being the bank of Canada's entrepreneurs, like how else do you work with other banks? Because often entrepreneurs that will work with BDC, you know, they have an operating bank somewhere and BDC might just be the lender. But how do you work with other banks across the country? BDC, we are exclusively devoted to entrepreneurs. Uh, we, are, we are the only bank who would offer term loan financing. So we're unique, right? We are not in competition with the other lenders. We work in partnership with other lenders to provide a valuable solution. A lot of times when you talk to us, we'll understand your program, your objective. We'll actually share resources with you to guide you through some of the better opportunities that is better for you um, there. We don't do um, banking. We don't do personal banking. We don't offer credit for our facility. So we're good at what we do in giving the term loan. Absolutely. And I know working from another financial institution that I did lots of partnerships with BDC because you're right, BDC can't do the revolving or lines of credit. They don't do credit cards. It's They don't manage the day-to-day cash business deposit accounts or anything like that. So BDC, very focused on term loans and helping entrepreneurs get the financing that they need to start and grow their business. One question I want to ask about loans in particular, so term loans, what kind of things can an entrepreneur be like when I think about terms, what are some of the terms that you can negotiate? So like things like amortization or interest rates, like are, are how fixed are these? Like should entrepreneurs be prepared to negotiate these or ask if they have the opportunity to create a customized package? Like what does that look like? What can entrepreneurs negotiate in the, in the lending structure? You know, a loan can be confusing, Shannon. So you want to make sure you do your homework and Access what you need to begin with before you go to see a banker. If you're looking to finance a fixed capital assets, then you might want to get a longer term amortization. If you're looking for something shorter, you might need only a year or two year. Uh, that may be something you want to negotiate to get a flexible repayment term. So you need to go in to understand what is best for your interest and what is best for your uh, cash flow. Going back to you know preparing yourself, the business plan, having your financial forecast in place, it's not for your banker. It's actually for you to kind of vision and roadmap yourself for success and for financial planning. Since you're going a little bit on an advice stream, I want to ask you too, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who may be thinking about accessing a loan from a bank? Again, my my number one advice would be is to shop around amongst the different financial institutions to find the most attractive package that suits your need, right? Loan is a fuel injection into your business. Keep in mind the different variation for the terms, the different variation for the interest rate, the flexibility that your lender can provide you. And what are some of the personal guarantees they're asking you for? And what are some of the collaterals? We talked about the five C's of credits. Do your homework before you commit to anything. Shop around. At BDC, we offer a very flexible term loan repayment option. For equipments, you can get an, um, an extended payment term of 12 months interest postponement. Think about the amount of cash you can save and you can put back and reinject your business for further growth. So this is a flexible term uh, solution that you might want to consider. Amy, you've offered us some really great 
advice around how to be successful when it comes to obtaining a loan. But what happens if you have been turned down? What advice do you have there? I would say it's not easy being an entrepreneur. One of the items that we hear often is no. Uh, Being a a woman entrepreneur, surround yourself with good people and good ecosystem. And don't take no as an answer. Connect with the banker and ask why. You may not be bankable. You might be a little bit too small right now. Uh, Prepare yourself for the next meeting and ask your banker for reasons what you can improve on and take them and rework the information and go back to the banker and ask for a a reapproval. So just don't take no as an answer. You know, I'm really glad you touched on that because often I remember I had a boss once that always said, no, sometimes just means I need to know more. And sometimes the banker just needs to know more. Sometimes the entrepreneur needs to know a little bit about their business as well, how it operates, especially if it's a startup. But asking why I think is a really important question and one that we're not really socialized to do. It feels awkward. Like if we've been told no, we almost kind of go inside, but asking why or what do I need to do to turn that no? into a yes. So thank you for, you know, going to that place where we're, because it's not always, it's not always a hundred percent guaranteed that we're going to get the loan, but feeling confident and being able to ask for why so that when we are ready or we can kind of get around whatever that no barrier was that entrepreneurs know that they can come back again. As we come to a close, I would love just to hear from you on what is BDC doing and how are you also contributing to the advancement of women entrepreneurs in Canada? I think I've had many discussions with women entrepreneurs. One of the most common things I hear is they feel alone. And let me tell you, you're not alone. BDC has a dedicated website. If you click on the woman entrepreneur space, there's tons of information that you can use. One of the most important thing I would encourage one woman entrepreneur is to look at all the different corporations, uh, supplier diversity programs, that you get yourself knowledgeable understand the requirements and put your name in that list so you can get connected with all different resources that's available. You want to get help to grow your business and you will have the ability to offer your service to different corporations. That's a great way for yourself to get some branding and network out there. Oh, great advice. And I'm going to have to check out the supplier diversity program as well at BDC. But I know that there's so much work being done to increase access to financial capital, increasing just some of the networking and the opportunities of connections and that social community building that you're doing, as well as helping entrepreneurs grow through education and learning. So thank you for everything that you and your teams are doing across the country to support women entrepreneurs here in Canada. Amy, thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy with us. And we look forward to seeing you again here at the Finance Cafe. To all of our listeners, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Finance Cafe podcast. Want to dig deeper? As a valued listener, we'd love to offer you an exclusive discount to our financial literacy program. Use the code podcast 10 to get 10% off. Visit thefinancecafe.ca to join or to take our free financial literacy quiz. We would be so grateful if you could show some love for your favorite financial podcast. Just like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you are listening from and help other listeners like you connect with us. See you again next week on the Finance Cafe Podcast.